Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking to myself, but I, I, I am also talking to a very special person. I like to think of him as my Kiwi brother from almost down under. Uh, his name is Azul, and he is calling all the way from New Zealand, 17 hours in the future. Azul, what's the future like right now? It's it's looking good, Adam. It's it's amazing, you know. And hello to you as well. Yes, um, I uh, you know, so I'm so excited to know that you, uh, you can tell me that the world's gonna be okay tomorrow, uh, <laughs> because some and here in America it's a little tense sometimes. So it's just nice to know that you can say, hey, Adam, the sun came up over on our end, so it's probably gonna do the same for you. Um, yeah, so I mean, you can definitely look forward to the sun coming up. <laughs> wow, thank goodness. Um, so, uh, Azul, um, thanks for thanks for chatting with me. I've been super pumped. I've been waiting for this all week. Um, super excited. Uh, we I found out that, you know, we found together that we have a lot in common and we've both had similar stories with, you know, you know things that we like and both getting our septum repaired. I did a whole episode on my septum getting repaired on this show. Oh, I haven't gone um, to the episode yet. Yeah, you know, I was just so excited about it. So I'm excited for you. Um, so tell us about you. So the, nobody listening knows who you are. I know who you are. So would you care to educate us a bit on who Azul is? Yeah. Oh, uh, no pressure, I guess. Um, so I'm Azul. Um, I'm from New Zealand. And as Adam mentioned, I am the host of two podcasts. Um, one of them is a philosophy podcast called Confuddled. It's like fun philosophy fun and philosophy together philosophy yeah i know it's it's hopefully i'm pretty sure it's been coined before but i'm gonna i'm gonna say i created it just now just just i like it um and the other one is called don't forget your towel which is a rpg podcast which is actually the area we met through didn't yeah yes yes um we we met on the the nerdy side of things um but also it's been very nice to know like I've only met one other person in this space that we've been talking in that has like a want for not only to do like the nerdy side of things, but also to discuss like the social and philosophical side of life as well. So it's been really cool. Like we have so many tangents together. That's been like mind blowing to me. Oh, Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's both of them must have been interesting in different kinds of ways. Right. Yeah. the, the like social aspects and philosophy aspects are like super cool to get into knit deep like dig deep and just you know lose yourself in it same with rpgs i guess <laughs> oh yeah uh, well i mean something that you and i haven't discussed a lot um was uh you said it's called confuddled for the folks yeah confuddled podcast yeah can you can you elaborate more on what you like some subjects that maybe you've covered or that you are planning on covering in the future Sure. Yeah. Um. So the basic premise is that there's two of us, uh, me and uh, one of my friends called Alex, and we basically surprise each other every week with a new topic. So it's quite impromptu. It's it's very conversational because one of us never knows what we're going to be talking about. Um. The topics range from something like a bit more serious, like euthanasia, to uh, our first episode was about Pringles, like the, a can of Pringles and this dude getting buried in a can of Pringles. Um, so that was, that was fun to jump into. Yeah, it was, it was a very lighthearted episode. <laughs> um, but really anything that tickles our fancy, really. And we try to put, it, put a philosophical spin to it and try to uh, draw it down to why it matters to you, know, you or I, somebody who really doesn't really care about philosophy particularly, I suppose. Can you elaborate, just, just to give people a little preview of you know, if they go to search out that episode, what was the philosophical spin on being buried by a can of Pringles? Oh, you know, <laughs> it's it's that idea behind uh, you, like all of us being, you know, little bitty human beings on this earth and trying to control things in our lives and how like the lengths we go to to try to control something that we really don't have control over, which is, you know, death, right? And right. It, it's just, it was super interesting to delve into the topic and kind of un, like talk about um, why we as human beings kind of go to those lengths to try to bury ourselves in Pringle cans, <laughs> um, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so was the concept to be buried in one, <laughs> one singular can of Pringles or, you know, I, what? 
it, how did it, that even come out? <laughs> yeah, so these this is spoilers for the episode, but I believe that <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the dude who invented the Pringles can, like the actual can of Pringles, um, it was his only like it was his biggest accomplishment in life, or so he believed. And so when he died, he wanted to be buried in one of the, his ashes to be buried in one of those just to you know be singular or I suppose. Oh. Yeah. That is wicked, man. What a what a neat idea. I know. Um, wow. And that may, that's starting to make me think like if I if someone makes that decision to toast my body in the ashes, do I want to be put in a something interesting yeah, or how, how do you want to be buried? <laughs> you know, I always imagine that I would just be exploded by lightning, honestly. Ooh. Uh, you know. <laughs> that's the way I want to go really is just by lightning. That's super um, exciting. I can imagine you on top of a building just shouting, yeah. where are you? <laughs> or something. But you know what, Azul? What would happen is, is I would get up there and be like, it's time. Because like my, my dream is if I don't die by lightning, maybe I'll get superpowers or at least a wicked <laughs> tattoo from it. So like, but it'll, it'll happen when I'm not wanting it to, you know, like I'll be, yeah. be like, oh man, I can't wait to, the movie theaters open back up. Yeah. I can't wait to go see the new flick, you know, oh, and no. then. You know, Dave ruined. <laughs> oh, sad times. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Like, if you had to, if you had to, I know it's kind of a morbid subject, but like, since we're kind of on the subject, let's. Have you ever thought about like, if you had to go in an interesting way, like if you had to go out with a flourish or a bang, like what would that look like? Ooh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I always enjoyed like I always enjoyed movie like horror movies where. Um, people just exploded <laughs> so <laughs> a fun way would be to just you know get fired by a particle cannon or something like that and just oh my god <laughs> you know really leave your mark on people <laughs> oh my goodness yeah have that with them forever well that, you know every every day we have interesting conversations as well oh, you know, yeah. i'm gonna re- i'm gonna remember this one <laughs> so we've only been talking for seven minutes and i'm like wow okay um so that's kind of some topics that you talk about on 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 confuddled uh, with with Alex, um, but that you also have. Don't forget your towel, which I've been waiting for the podcast to ask you this question. But how did you? So first of all, tell the viewers what "Don't Forget Your Towel" is, and then I'll. The, my follow up question is: Why did you name it "Don't Forget Your Towel"? Oh right, okay. So this is a uh, this isn't as interesting a story as I think you are expecting, but I'll, I'll go for it anyway. You would be surprised what I find interesting as well. Okay, um, so <laughs> the the podcast is about playing RPGs. I mean, in the twenty first century, there's way too many RPGs to really go through and play as a campaign. So me and a couple of mates, we basically decided, you know what, D and D is awesome, but what about all of these other things? And so. Um, we decided that we'd create a podcast where we'd play different RPGs every single episode. So the whole idea is that um, we'd record a one-shot of an uh, an RPG and then release it in two or three episodes and then just rinse and repeat. And our goal, I don't know if it'll survive this goal, but our goal is to play every RPG in the world. So (laughs) fingers crossed. Yeah, hey, you gotta... It's it's good to aim big. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the name, right? Um, that's that's uh, yeah. So I've been I dying believe, to know as well. <laughs> yeah, I believe the name comes from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I think in the first book, when they're re- uh, when they're leaving uh, Earth, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that. Or they're leaving somewhere, leaving to somewhere, um, and one of the characters just says. Uh, don't forget your towel because towels are very important. You can't get towels in space or something along those. I've, I don't. It's been so long since I read the book. Uh, <laughs> I, va- I vaguely remember that now. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a play on a South Park joke, you know. And I was like, is South Park big in New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> oh, because you of know? like, oh, no wonder people have been sending me to, like South Park memes. This yeah, like there, there's a character that always is named Towley, and he always says. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> you know, I thought that was where you got the name from. Oh, man. You know what? Like, either way, it's, it's you know, publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, now that you said out loud, as you were saying it, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. But why did you decide to choose that as your name for an RPG, like, tabletop game? 
Yeah, um, I, I suppose the whole idea came from the fact that because we were jumping from RPG to RPG, we tend to go, uh, it's kind of like exploring different worlds because the settings could vary by quite a bit. And so we were looking for some kind of like a bit of a you know witty reference. And the only thing we could come up with was Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy because it's witty and punny. And we kind of wanted to go for like the funny comedy aspect of things as well. Um, mm. It was just a moment of like, haha, and we just rolled with it. So you're sort of like the hitchhiker's guide to different RPGs. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, that's a wonderful <laughs> way of putting it. <laughs> so you're 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 jumping worlds, and you're showing people that it's okay to go to these different worlds and how to get there. And um, so I think it works. You know. Yeah, it's okay. You. you can use it. You don't have to credit me. You can use that. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no, we'll, we'll definitely credit you. <laughs> Just say this is from Adam. Man. Yeah. No, no, thank you, thank you. It's 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 wonderful. Um, so I mean, is there anything else about your shows uh, before we before we kind of jump to a different subject? Because I want I want to give you the opportunity to really kind of sell people on it because I've listened to it myself. I'm 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 almost through the Call of Cthulhu series. Which if if you're a listener and you you know, maybe tabletop RPGs aren't something that you play or if you don't really know what that world's like. I know a lot of people who have expressed interest in them, but feel like it's a lot to take or maybe you can't you're you don't like to play a role or maybe, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people I think there's a lot of interest, but there's a lot of fear, too. I think people are afraid mm -hmm. of feeling awkward or vulnerable doing that in front of other people. Um, but a lot of these games are very user friendly. They're really easy to pick up. And Call of Cthulhu is such a fun investigative Man, it's a thrill to play it, man. I was on my feet last time I played it for almost the whole game because I was so excited the whole time with everything I was doing. And these, the, the, I mean, I know I asked you to pitch your show, but just to give them my perspective, just listening to the first couple episodes, uh, everybody is so quick-witted and so dedicated to their characters. It really is just like listening to a really very professionally done, a lot of cool sound effects, uh, cool music, uh, editing, uh, the ambiance is there. It's like I'm listening to like a professional radio show that comes out on like international TV or so, or radio or something. It's super cool. Um, so if you just like a really fun story, you don't really have to understand the game all that much. Just like the story itself is is very intriguing. And, you know, they, they got to a point where all the characters were like they turned they were in this study or something. And then they turned around and they were like gutted bodies hanging from the ceiling. One person saw it. And then she's like, do you guys also see this? And they turn around. And they're like, yep. <laughs> all of a sudden there are corpses hanging from the ceiling what's the deal good times. Um, yeah it was and i just thought and i was there like they did such a really good job of of putting that in my brain i was like holy crap like what would that be like if i turned around and how would i react if i was like hmm yep okay yeah. <laughs> such a flatter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really well done but anyway i'm sorry i asked you the question but i just really wanted to tell everybody how much i enjoyed it um, but, uh, is there anything else about the show that you really think sets you apart from other people? I know that, that jumping from game to game is already something big, but what do you think really helps you stand out? Yeah, I think, uh, you've actually done a really good job with, um, introducing, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, reiterating what you said. Yeah. If you're, if you're interested in RPGs, but you're not sure, um, what you really like, if you want to see how RPG, how fun RPGs can get and how, you know, amazing role-playing and that sort of thing can become, uh, definitely tune in. We, we definitely focus more on the role-playing and, um, you know, having fun aspect. There are times when we kind of bend the rules just for narrative uh, meaning purposes so um yeah no uh definitely give us a listen uh don't forget your towel that's it yep <laughs> don't forget your towel yeah baby okay um all right so moving from the podcast for now uh you and i've talked a little bit uh before this episode about uh this recording about some things we should talk about and just so, just some things you've said to me that i found to be very interesting uh, and I remember a conversation we had where um, I was speaking of the continent of Australia and I said, oh, so you guys are in Australia. And you were like, no, 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 don't you call us Australia. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh oh, you know, so uh, and then you said some really interesting and funny things about what separates you from Australia, like how why people should go to New Zealand and not Australia. <laughs> so yeah. I was hoping you could uh, you could rehash some of those for the listeners about why New Zealand is not Australia and what what makes you cooler. Yeah, I mean, I should 
I, I should base provide a disclaimer by saying that I pay no hate to Australians if, if any one of you are listening. Um, oh, sure. But, we love you, Australia. Yeah, we totally love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, there's a joke uh, in New Zealand, and I think uh, a lot of people, like if you Google things like um, what to not say to Kiwis or uh, New Zealanders, um, one of the things is to ask them which part of Australia they're from. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that really gets our feathers ruffled, really. Um, that really annoys Your us. Your kiwi feathers yeah. ruffled. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is? Um, because we, we, we're, first of all, we're a different country. <laughs> we're not part of Australia. And I think even though we're, we kind of have, <clears throat> sorry, we kind of have a bit of a sibling rivalry around that kind of thing. Cause, uh, we, we love each other, but we also hate each other and we always, well, <laughs> I mean, why would you want to go to Australia? Because there's so many poisonous and poisonous animals, poisonous insects, poisonous <laughs> everything. Some people would go so far as to say that there are poisonous, there's poisonous air, considering it's so dry. And I'm doing a really good job of selling Australia here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so dry and just a terrible, terribly dry place to be. But then New Zealand is awesome, you know. It's it's if you like what if you like the um actually a good way of selling it to you guys is like if you like what the hobbit and um lord of the rings look like um come to new zealand because that's where it was filmed and that's actually oh yeah that's right like, yeah mm-hmm. and we also have no poisonous animals actually i think there's like a rumored poisonous spider that none of us ever sees but like otherwise nothing we're like the safest you don't have the ever. crocs or the, the the giant spiders or the you know, the, t- the toilet snakes or anything that we hear about? Oh, God, no. I don't even think... Uh, yeah, none of us spiders are poisonous. None of us snakes are poisonous. Do we even have snakes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, if, yeah. You know what? If you haven't encountered one in your day-to-day life, you're probably fine. Yeah, I'd say. It's, it's quite safe here, and it's quite nice as well. Um, the one thing, the one criticism I'd have to make is that the weather is really, really bad. Um, the weather report would say that it's sunny, and we just go out with umbrellas because we know it's just gonna it's just gonna screw with you so you you don't have constant sun um it's it's weird i think we're in a bit like auckland weather as they say auckland's where i'm from not oakland i've been told by a lot of americans that when i say auckland i sound like i'm saying oakland um yeah there, there there are a couple of oaklands in america but there's like the one big one where the sports teams come from uh, but ah. you're saying oakland without the d at the end well there is a D at the end, I suppose. And in a more American accent, it'll it would it would more sound like Auckland. Does that? I see. Mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but here the weather's like all over the place. Like it could literally rain, um, shine, and just wind all the day on the same day, and just screw you over. Good. Man, time. that's funny. We say that about Pennsylvania, the state that I'm in. Uh, we say that Pennsylvania is very bipolar with its weather. We can go from like. We can go from a beautiful summer day to somehow there's snow falling to like a a, a thunderstorm within like oh, wow. 15 hours. And like some, I mean, it has to be very, it's when the stars align and the planets align. But like at some point we'll just be like, what's the weather like? And we'll just look out. We always say like partially cloudy because like that's the best that we think that we'll get most of the time. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> yeah. It's so it sounds like, it feels like I would adapt really well in New Zealand if I went. Yeah, um, we don't we don't necessarily get snow where I'm from, but um, oh, we do that's even snow. better. Yeah, <laughs> that's even better as well. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, you're always welcome, Adam. If you ever come visit. <laughs> oh, I I will. I'm going to start swimming very soon. I'll get there in probably like four <laughs> years. But I'm, yeah, take your time. Uh, we're always here. Yep. Yeah, you know, I'll be listening to "Don't Forget Your Towel" to pass the time as I wade across the ocean. Yeah, to get yeah. to you. What better way of wading across the ocean? I tell you what, you know, <laughs> um, so, so like, so you, you, you feel that, um, aside from the weather that New Zealand's got, you know, if you're going to vacation, that's the spot to hit. I mean, I'm biased, but you know, <laughs> it's like a lot of people who like hiking or mountaineering or anything like a bit more active love coming to New Zealand. Cause, or, or if you like going to the beach or if you like, you know, exploring places, or if you like mm-hmm. being in the middle of nowhere, or if you like, you know, anything that's not Australia, 
<laughs> if you like anything that's not Australia, come here. Okay. Basically. <laughs> so, um, is there a story behind why you guys call yourself Kiwis, or is that just something that kind of happened and that's just you know what you do? That's what you call yourselves. I I don't know. Um, we have our national bird, which is the kiwi. Well, we have we have like a kiwi bird being like indigenous bird in New Zealand, um, that is quite cared for and is adorable and can't fly kind of really kind of yeah it's a bit it's a very odd looking bird but like adorably odd looking bird and for what <laughs> we just call us as kiwis I, I actually don't know where it comes from to be honest sorry is is that your national bird though is that actually what your bird is um it's so i believe it's the kiwi or there is another bird that we consider um no, I think the kiwi is just a, just just a bird. It's just one that that is pretty pretty synonymous with New Zealand. So you guys just say, "Hey, we're the our collective team name. We're the kiwis." I should know this. I feel incredibly incredibly sad now. Hey, you um, know it's okay. You probably know more about your country than most Americans know about theirs. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a. I know it's a national like like an icon. It's iconic of New Zealand. I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's the national bird. Hmm. Yeah. Right, well, I was just curious because, like, apparently that's common knowledge to some, but that was a new thing for me when you told me. You know. Um. You know that'd be like Americans calling themselves the bald eagles. You know, like don't you guys don't... call yourself the bald eagles? You know, I you you think we should, but it has so many extra syllables that people don't want to say. You know, it just requires more work. The bald eagles. It's just, it's not a sentence that flows. You know, the right. kiwis just rolls right off the tongue. You know, um, yeah, I suppose you know, that's fair. I mean, it's shorter than New Zealanders, so yeah, that's true. You know, I'm actually glad you say kiwis because a couple times it's like New Zealanders. Something about that just feels weird to say New Zealanders, <laughs> but it is what you are. Um, but speaking of New Zealand in general, like, I mean, you guys were in the news for us for quite some time, um, like oh, at really? the height of at the height of when quarantine was like kind of, you know, we were kind of comparing and contrasting what different countries did differently. New Zealand was like on our radar for quite some time that you guys had it way better under wraps than a lot of people, like the majority of the world, actually. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, maybe you guys, I don't know if you guys are as arrogant as we are and that you tout that kind of thing when you're like, Hey, we're better than everyone else at keeping people from dying, you know, but like, what's that? Like, what has quarantine life been like for you and just your general compatriots? Like, what would you say is something that, you know, has it been a big difference? Like, is it enforced a certain way? Like, what's that like? Yeah, it's interesting that you actually introduced it like that, because I'd compare how we feel about COVID to almost comparable to having survivor's guilt. Um, I see. Because actually, when you mentioned it is when I actually started thinking about it, because I've had so many conversations where we've been talking about COVID and then suddenly it dawns to us, like either when watching a TV show, like watching like John Oliver or something like that in America, and they'd be talking about masks and then we'd be with friends and we'd be like, shit, that's not, oh, can I, I don't know what level of swearing you You can curse. You can curse as much as you like. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we just suddenly realize, oh no, we, we haven't been wearing masks for like weeks now because we don't need to. And we kind of feel bad. And then we start talking about how it must be like overseas and, yeah it's it's weird actually it's life here hasn't been that bad we had isolation where we couldn't go out at all our government basically just said you stay indoors unless you're like uh, incredibly important personnel for like medical or other important industries you stay inside can't go outside um even our supermarkets had like uh basically you only said number of people were allowed in each supermarket at each time and we just went under complete isolation and lockdown for a while and then kind of reduced the number of cases. And then it was easy for us to come out of it. I think the border, our borders are still closed as well. Um, only New Zealand residents or um, permanent residents can move in and out. And even then, they have to stay in isolation for two weeks um, in, a, in, a house, in a hotel. Right. Um, so... I mean, that's some that's something that you've never that you haven't said to me before when we talked about this, but like that that punched me in the gut a little bit when you when you said survivor's guilt because I guess I hadn't really considered that, you know, um, you know, because 
everybody seems to kind of be thinking about what they've got going on, you know? Um, but, uh, that's interesting that you, that you said that. Um, so you said that, uh, like, like you guys had all locked down, like, was there, did they set a specific, uh, did the government set a specific time frame? And like, what was it like when they started to ease up on that? Like what, what's different? Like, how did you guys continue to keep things lower? Like, I know you have a different population than we do, but still, I mean, there are smaller countries that are similar to your size that still had massive outbreaks. So like, what was different? Like, how did you guys transition from lockdown? Yeah. Um, do you mean transition into or out of lockdown, I suppose? Like out of lockdown. Like, so they said, all right, you have to lock down. We have to quarantine. You're not allowed to leave your house. When did restrictions lift and what was that like? So you could kind of continue to, or has it, I guess I really haven't asked that question. Have you, like, are you allowed to go out now? You're allowed to do your things. Uh, I mean, is that correct or am I incorrect? Uh, no, we are basically more or less free now. Um, there aren't any particular restrictions, but it's, um, how do I, so when you go to different places, uh, the government basically produce these QR codes that restaurants and stores and stuff like that should have. Um, and then when you want to enter into any of those things, you just use your phone with this app to scan it so that it's, it's basically to trace back um, community spread. Man, that's smart. I didn't <laughs> when you say it like so that, smart. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's such I mean, a smart idea that we are not doing. <laughs> it, it requires like everybody to kind of get into it. And I, I imagine sure. there's like a number of people over there that wouldn't want to do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's always a couple of bad apples. But anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. So they have a QR code that you can scan to, so you know. So if there's an outbreak or a case somewhere, they can say, all right, who is there? Um, yeah. And how do we trace it? Is that right? Yeah. So when we, so when initially lockdown was, I think, for around three or four weeks, uh, actually, when, when the government first announced it, I think they basically said, let's just see how it goes, guys. Um, let's just stay in lockdown for maybe, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a bit more, and we'll, we'll give another announcement soon. And so we all waited for the day we went, until the announcement came. And then when the announcement came, they basically said, oh, we kind of have to increase it for another week or so. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get better afterwards. And then, um, I think this happened once or twice and then finally lockdown eased. We went to level three, which was when we could have small bubbles of people. So um, we could visit family, we could visit some very close friends, but we'd have to consistently meet with those people and not like additional people as well. So I think it was like um, you, you could have a bubble of five to ten people uh, that you could meet, but no one, no more. Um and then we went to level two, which was a bit more gatherings of 10 people were allowed now. And yeah, it, it kind of eased up like that going for, we had four levels. I don't know if you guys have like level levels for of isolation or something like that. Uh, we, we had like, um, it started off like, I mean, not every country or excuse me, not every state did this, I think, but like here in Pennsylvania, we had what was called like the red, red and then yellow, and then green. So like if you if your county uh, was in the red, there were much more restrictions where you couldn't do things. You could only like curbside pickups, like a lot of businesses were impacted that way. Um, you know, like for grocery shopping was very strict. If your county went into the yellow, it was a lot more lax, but they still tried to promote mask wearing. But we also had a big backlash on that where people don't want to wear masks or they'll wear their mask on their chin as if that's going to do anything, right. you know, just because they're being defiant because they just they think the government's like, boo, the government's trying to tell us what to do. And I'm thinking like, no, the government's trying to keep you from killing people or yourself, you know, we did. Um, but we. We, we, did hear, we did hear a lot about I think I don't know if it was America, but there was a story that came from. Um, one of the American news like hosts that something about like people complaining that you couldn't breathe through masks or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I understand to an extent there are people that have a conditions that I would understand that it would be hard for you to breathe in a mask, like somebody who has asthma or yeah, certain breathing yeah. problems. Yes. But for the most part, that's not true. Most people are just fine, but they would start to abuse that when they'd find out like, 
oh, you can't come into the business. You don't, you only have mask restrictions are lighter if you, if you have trouble breathing. And so a lot of people be like, I have asthma. I, and most of them don't, but they would say it. So they didn't have to wear face gear. But my logic was if you have asthma, then you're at greater risk of dying. So why do you want to go into a store filled with possible (laughs) sick people? You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, like the, the logic didn't make sense. I have asthma. I don't have to wear a mask. Then I, if then I'd say you have asthma, go the hell home. You know, we have curbside pickup. We'll bring the groceries to you. You know, like you don't have to get out of your car. Why are you doing this? You know? So yeah, we have a lot of, for lack of a better word, bitchy people that just like right. don't, you know, they, they're spoiled. I mean, our government spoiled a lot of people. And then when their, their freedoms are taken away for just a little while, just to try to protect people, they just, you know, but it's not, I don't know if it's like this in your country, but like, it sounded like to me, at least from what you described, when everybody's like, Hey guys, let's just try this for a little bit and see how it goes. Like, it sounded like the majority of people are like, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, fine. Let's do this. You know? <laughs> I mean, for, yeah, for the for the majority of things, I think we were quite acquiescent with that. And uh, when when we had a wave two, when wave two spread, I think more people were a bit kind of annoyed at it because we were all, we we'd just gone through this again, and we finally got to a point where we could go out again, and now suddenly we have to isolate again. And so there there was a bit more backlash um, in wave two, but even then it was like quite minor, I suppose. Yeah, so you had to, they enforced another another lockdown for like a couple of weeks? Yeah, just for Auckland. So I think that's what got people riled up because everyone mm. else in the country was fine. It was just Auckland. Oh God, the the states and the states and counties that were open back up could never shut back down. People really? would like burn the town down. They would explode everything. Yeah. There are some cities that still haven't let go on lockdown, like in like w- midwestern part of the of, of the country and even the far west in California some cities are still like they've been on lockdown since the beginning. They haven't had looser restrictions because the population's so dense, um, you know, and, and the skies look like hellfire out here. Like literally there are, there are wildfires in those same States that are suffering the most with COVID. The skies yeah. are red and orange because there's constant fires over there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me tell you as if, um, if hell is real, it's probably going to the gate to it is probably going to open up somewhere in America. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I laugh because otherwise it would be ter- terrifying. And <laughs> you got to oh, laugh where you can as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, oh my God. That's, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say to that. No, no, I, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just like, you know, I, I, I love hearing what, like what you guys ha- had going on because like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to stay optimistic because, you know, if I can see that like it works and I think you guys have what, eight, I think we talked like 8 million people. Is that right? In New yeah, Zealand, something like that. You guys at least. Yeah. I forget how many we have, but we have like hundreds of millions of people. Um, I think it was, but we're, I think we were barely five, actually five million. Five, yeah. Was five. It five, it was it, is it 5 million? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but, but still like to, it sounded like you guys got on it right away and was like, look, this is it where, it took like a month and a half for America to everybody to get on board and be like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, fine. We'll do this. You know, um, you know, we're like, you know, everybody's like, all right, Kiwis, let's just kind of lock up for a little bit and, uh, see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that QR idea. That's great. Yeah. I think, um, when, when COVID first struck the world, we were kind of, we have a tendency of not really worry, having to worry about things because we're so far from the rest of the world that when things happen, we're usually just like, yep, it's, it's it's not us. We're we're okay, guys. We're okay. (laughs) Um, But the moment we had like a couple of cases in New Zealand, we just went into like panic mode and just locked everything down, which was great. Honestly, I'm really happy that our government did that. Um, Yeah. It really helped mitigate like possible spread. Yeah, you guys just had a big election recently, didn't you? We did. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, what was the impact of that? Like, I'm not familiar enough with your politics, uh, probably because you're because you're you know your governmental figures don't tweet everything. But you yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so what was the impact of that? Like, what was that like? It was it was really good. So the government we had during COVID was what's called a coalition government, where three of our parties had to band together and just like you know come together in order to avoid 
our more conservative government from being in power. Um, mm. So our main large two parties are it's uh, we've got National and we've got Labour. National being comparative to I guess you guys' conservative party, um, the Republicans, and our mm. Labour party being more compared compared to dem- Democratic. But I think your Democratic is more akin to our National in terms of the policies because I think. Mm-hmm. In general, most of the parties are a bit more left than um, than than America, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, and so uh, this this election, Labour, the more and uh, more liberal government got into like a, a landslide victory, I should say, uh, or wow. probably being a bit um, biased, but it was it was really good for us, and I, we we're very happy about it. Um, so you have a lot of like, do you have standard? Like you said, multiple parties join together. Um, like, what yeah. is that common um, to to have stuff like that happen? Do you typically have more than two parties, like in most elections? No, I believe I believe it's the first time that it's ever happened in New Zealand. Um, it it got to a point where I think we were so I think most of our like our parties and even the people were so annoyed by um, National, the Conservative Party, being in power for quite a long time and them doing certain things uh, to the country that we didn't approve of that or, or the parties didn't approve of that when it came to the fact when they realized that all they needed to do is create this coalition government to basically have the majority in parliament, they went ahead and did it. And it was interesting because one of the three parties was actually way more um, conservative than the other two. So we had Labour and I, do you guys have a Green Party? We do. Um, it's it's a baby compared to the the two major parties. We have right. a Green Party and a Libertarian, but they're still kind of growing. So I think a comparison would be like if your Democratic Party allied with your Green Party and your Libertarian Party to avoid um, the Republican. Oh gosh, I hope that's what's <laughs> happening now. <laughs> We very well may be doing that. We're just not calling it a coalition. Right. I mean, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, kudos for that. I don't yeah, think I don't know. Americans want, I, I would hope, I would like to think that most Americans don't want Trump back in office or is that, is that, um, you know. You know, not to get too deep into that, but like when we had our election la- four years ago, the majority of the population, like two or three million, actually voted against him. But because we have a, uh, a what's, what's called an electoral college, the electoral college actually gave the victory to Trump because that's just how our election system works. Um, but so he got more points because of the states that he won versus the popular, what we call the popular vote, which yeah. is the majority of the population who, who voted. Um, so I like to think... So we already know that the majority of the population didn't want him then. So I like to think that now since he's wrecked our country for four years, I like to truly believe, Azul, that more of those people really <laughs> don't want that now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, let's be optimistic about it, shall we? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I Like I said, you know, earlier, I'm I'm trying to be a battery of positivity. I'm trying to look on the bright side of things there's always something you can do there's always a battle to win and i like to believe that this time around people aren't being complacent they're not being lazy last time none of us thought that he could win like stupid like you know that he even got to the primaries we're like there's no way he's going to beat an actual politician he talks like an idiot but a lot of people got laxed and or they got lax and they didn't go vote because they didn't think they needed to yeah right and that's how we won because people got lazy so I like, I mean, we have been fighting nonstop for four years now, and there's a lot of people that couldn't vote back then that right. can vote now. And I like to think that it's going to, our turnout's usually pretty, like, actually, I have a question for you about your government. Like, is it a mandate that you have to, that you have to vote? Um, I mean, it's strongly encouraged, but I don't think it's a, it's a, it's mandatory to vote. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious. Cause we don't like, like 50 to 60% is like our, like, that's like big for eligible voters actually voting in our country, you know? So there's a huge percentile that doesn't even get go out and vote or mail in their ballot or anything. I don't think um, you're alone in that though, because um, I think that was one of the problems we had last election as well, where only 50, 60% of our voters turned up as well. Is that right? Um, yeah. And I think that's what led to the coalition as well. Uh, this time wow. through a bit more, there were more people voting, which is great, but I think it's a, 
common issue. So what was what was going on that the coalition wanted to get together? Like what was what was the national? It was a national party, you said, right? Yeah. Um, what was the national party doing that was like everybody said we got to we got we have to do something about this? I think so. This is this is biased hearsay, so I wouldn't necessarily. I'd say take what I say next and as with a grain of salt. But sure, generally speaking, a lot of people who are more liberal in New Zealand blame the national party for um, things like. Uh, so we've got a housing crisis at the moment because our housing prices are incredibly high, and we blame that on the national party, um, and we blame a few other things uh, relating to basically making stupid decisions regarding um, general. Uh, wholesome ideas like immigration or just uh, accessibility and stuff like that. So we just had gotcha. a negative impression of what they were doing to the country uh, as as a liberal, I should say. Um, sure, sure. So at the time, I think when compared to the possible impact Labour could have on the country, um, both the Green Party and our and our Act, I think it was. Um, uh, they decided that it was it was better to support labor than it was to just not do anything. Wow. Okay. Um, so I mean, it seems a coalition sounds awesome. By the way, um, yeah. that's Like that. That's. I mean, that sounds like a huge like deal. Like that sounds like something that's going to go down in the history books. Um, for for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was really it was it was good. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I saw the story, it looked like everybody was, was pumped, you know, that, that you guys got that. Um, so, you know, congrats from at least one American to, to you guys. Like that's, I mean, it looked like that was a huge deal for you. Thank you. I should clarify. It wasn't, it wasn't the act party. It was New Zealand first, which is a a different party. Um, Sure. Sure. Yeah. But still the victory, the victory was won. Yeah, you know. yeah, and so we were we were happy. I'd say C- content. Com- yeah, sure. hey, can hey, can some, yeah. sometimes content is is what what a lot of us need and we'll we'll never achieve. So oh, yeah, know, content is good. <laughs> um, so speaking of like the kind of like the comparison between the two, uh, I know I've asked you this outside of the podcast, but just to kind of like cement it here on on the show, um, like. I'm always curious what the world thinks of us because like, I know it sounds arrogant to think the world's always watching, but I really feel like they are because we're a bit of a train wreck lately. Um, Like, is, is there like an impression that you have or like that New Zealanders, Kiwis have of what's going on in America? And like, what are your thoughts about things that you see and the, and the things that our political elects do and say? Yeah, it's interesting because after after we talked about this briefly last time, I went and asked a few people as well because I was very, very interested in seeing what others thought. And it seemed like, in general, people agreed with my view. So I guess I'm a bit more backed up when I say that. I think we we make a distinction between America and Americans. Um, hmm. Our opinions of the two are quite different. If, if we're talking about America as in the country, then it's quite negative. It's, it's very negative. If anything, uh, we, we genuinely don't understand what's going on and how, how things that are happening are happening. When we heard about like Trump saying that you could like drink, was it, was it laundry detergent or something? Yeah, essentially. Yes. Yeah. We were, <laughs> we genuinely thought it was a joke, like, but then it wasn't. And this, this kind of feeling happened so many times. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, if you asked us like how we thought about Americans or at least Americans living here or who visit here or in my experiences, the Americans who I've met when I've traveled to America, you guys are nothing but nice. You guys are adorably nice, like super outgoing, nice and warm and welcoming and just like it's strange for us because we as as like Kiwis are a bit more shy and just a bit more reserved. And so... Americans that tend to be like the party, like the life of our parties or just... Is that right? Yeah. Like, it, it's generally positive, I'd say. Well, that, that's really interesting. That is something that, that is new to me. And I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way. The difference between America and Americans. That's like, that's pretty impactful. It's a very potent thing that you just said there as well. So a little round of applause oh. for you, sir. <laughs> like, that that was very, uh, very uh, poignant 
Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. yeah, super. Wow. I hadn't really thought about the, the distinction between the two, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, and I think as an American, I think, you know, I get sad when, and I'm glad that you said that because I get sad when people think, I guess I always think Americans, you know, right. where I, I get upset to think like, man, people must think Americans are stupid or that we hate everybody or that we, we, we don't want anybody to come here. Like we do have a batch of people that are just straight dicks about it. But like a lot of us, like maybe they're not all extroverted like me, but they all want to learn. They all have an interest. They all like that we have culture, you know, and new people who want to come here and they're proud that we're a melting pot. But we also have those people that want to go back on what America was established for and say, like, we don't want people to come here, even though that's literally in our constitution. That's in our Declaration of Independence. You know, like we want this to be a safe space. So it always made me upset to think like, man, the world must think that we as Americans suck, you know, right. and I, I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, I, I think I mean, I, I don't I think it's a it's my view i hope i would like to think is the majority view for other kiwis as well um i personally had a more negative view of americans before i came to america uh, negative in the sense of i was afraid to be honest um mm -hmm. that's what a lot of us like wouldn't really want to go to america if nothing else to but being afraid really because we're not sure what will happen because you guys have a lot of guns <laughs> we do and, have a lot of guns yeah and so I think people really like people who haven't met an American would probably have a more fearful reaction to it. But then anyone who's ever met an American in New Zealand or overseas would be much more um, willing to, you know, have that division between America and Americans. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's 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 powerful, man. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad that we're I can talk to you about this kind of thing, because it is. I mean, maybe this is also just part of my extroverted personality but like i love knowing how people feel and what they think and and what they go through and their perceptions whether it's on it doesn't not even just about us but like just in general what your life's been like but like that is nice to know that you have that receptive feel the same way that i do about speaking to somebody like you from out of the country you know um you know that's why i say you're you're you're, you're my kiwi bro man Right uh, back at you, yeah. man. You're an American bro. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, so before we before we um before we kind of wrap up uh anything, uh, you know, we've kind of got into some pretty pretty meaty things, but I, I asked you before the show if you would share any fun Kiwi slangs or quotes with us to maybe kind of let us end on a positive uh a positive note. Um and if you got any, you know, hit me with them, brother, because I would, I would love to start using them if I, you got I, them. I made a list actually just for you. Did you? Which ones <laughs> go through now? Um, Can you please send it to me after the show too? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, thank goodness! I'm so excited. I think the one, one of the things that'll, I'll go through a couple. Um, I think one of the sure. things will resonate with you the most, and this is something that uh, Australians use as well. Um, do you, what do you call McDonald's in America? McDonald's. Yeah, we call it Maccas. Maccas? It's Maccas. So like without... Maccas? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we just I can go get some Maccas. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like going to Maccas, you know, midnight Maccas. You guys have great shortened versions of things. <laughs> yeah, we love our shortened versions of things. Um, I guess Maccas. another thing that everyone would like relate to is just saying... Uh, like we have this non-committal like statement that we put into like everything, which is basically kind of going like yeah nah, um, yeah nah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nah, and it's like you kind of agree, you kind of don't agree, you don't want to say anything, you don't want to say anything, you want to say something. It's like it can be used. It's so multifaceted. You just use it. For so everything. it's like yeah nah, which is kind of like saying yes no. Kinda yeah. You gotta you gotta put it. You need to make it like you need to make sure that it almost seems like one word that it kind of flows from one to another but so it's... like how would you use it in a sentence like if i were saying like like uh hey azul do you want to what do you think about going and seeing a scary movie this weekend oh see that if i said this is why we're so confusing because like it, it's kind of the th in, in that context it would be like sure but if I, if I said Yena for like that, it would kind of be like, sure, let's talk about it. It could mean different things. It could mean um, sure, but let's think about other options as well. Or it could be like, no, or it could be like, 
yeah, you know what? Sure. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it how you stress it? Yeah. Also, context matters a lot. And just, you know. All right. You, do you have an example of like how else we would use it? Uh, so if you ask me, like, what did you think of something? And like, if you thought, if you thought, uh, if I, if you asked me if you thought, if I thought um, Game of Thrones was good or something, and I would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, nah. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, so my impression there is you're like, uh, you know, it's all right. Yeah, you know? pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, exactly. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you have um, to say you have to you have to make the the nah sound like sadder. Is that it? Like yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. The the fun thing is like you could really do anything with it, and no one could you know prove you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, um, and right, I guess, what else you got for me? Uh, something that we often say, actually, two things that we often say for the same kind of thing is like, uh, we kind of say sweet as or keen as. Like we put like like as in front of like. You yeah. know, I actually wanted to ask you about that sweet yeah? as. I've only heard that one time, and that was on Borderlands, the pre-sequel video game. And oh. one of the, like it was made in uh, from Gearbox Australia, so almost oh, right. everybody in the show had like an Aussie accent. And the one gal said "sweet as," and I was like, "Sweet as what?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's yep. the whole thing. Sweet we get as? that a lot. <laughs> yep. Um, I know it doesn't. It doesn't make grammatical sense because you, you kind of expect something to have some word to come after the as, right? Like, but uh-huh. um, but no, no, it's kind of like a so like uh, sweet as would be like yeah, awesome. That's that's great. Uh, we're keen for it. Like yeah. So we usually just say sweet, but sweet as <laughs> is like <laughs> you know. So I, so you said also keen as. Yeah. So if you're super keen for something, I guess instead of saying keen, you'd say keen as. You know, I do notice you say keen a lot, probably the same way I say the word dude a lot. Like, so keen, is that like a popular, like uh, a popular like affirmation in New oh, Zealand? Is that, is that not a thing? Oh, yeah, it totally is. Um, yeah, we say keen a lot. Like, just we say easy. Is that something you guys do as well? So, like, well, it depends on the context. Like, what do you mean? Uh, so, like, if I ask you, if you ask me, hey, do you want to go to Mecca's, I suppose, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm easy. Um, I'm easy. Yeah, meaning like I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In America, when someone says "I'm easy" or "they're easy," that usually means that you could you can sleep with them. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, so we we have says, that. Oh, yeah, she's easy. You know, <laughs> sure, we have that as well. But like, I suppose it's much less common than saying "Yeah, sure, yeah," you know. Okay, so if someone's like, "Hey, man, you want to get some macas?" You're like, "Yeah, I'm easy." Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh man, I dig that a lot. I I need you to remind me to use that one until it gets in my vernacular. Oh, I this like is that. good. Now I want to. I like that a like, lot. Yeah, now I want to come up with things that would. Oh, oh, do you guys have like um, do you do you say nutted out? N- nutted out. <laughs> yep. We say nutted, but for different <laughs> reasons, but not nutted out. <laughs> As in, like, if you're if you're doing some kind of project and you want to like you want to just kind of you know do it like. Um, I you know uh, how, how do I describe this? Like, if if you want to just you know, uh, 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 like, uh, uh, get through it, I suppose. Like, if you want to, sure. Let's let's let's. Oh, do so it you're like... saying nut it out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said nut it out, like n u t t e d out. Oh no 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 n u t. Okay, so I... you're saying nut it out? Yeah, yeah yeah. Okay, so like if you're trying to get through it real quick, all right, let's just nut this out or nut it out. Yeah yeah. Um, oh, we we say bang it out over here. Like, all right, let's just oh. bang it out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like nut it out. That's funny. But yeah, feel free <laughs> to use bang it out because it has a lot more emphasis. On it. Like, all right, let's just bang this out, you know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feel, feel free to use that one. That one's a good one. So nut it out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's feel free. Yeah. All right. Hit, hit me with one more. Give me a good one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like something that's a bit more uh, like I suppose uh, more kiwi rather than like funny kiwi. So um, okay, we have a our indigenous population are a group of people called the Maori, and generally speaking, we instead of saying hello, which we do say as well um, in formal situations and things like that, we like saying kia ora which is like how I'll, I'll say it again, just so you get it. But it, it essentially means like, we wish you good health and 
um, like be healthy, have life, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's cool. used as a hello, like a greeting. Um, so to, to, to say that again, it's kia ora. Kia ora? Yeah, yeah. So if you Google it, it's K-I-A space O-R-A. But instead of saying kia ora, we kind of put it together. So it's kia ora. Um, kia ora, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice way of saying hello as well. And what did you say the indigenous people were called? Uh, they call them Maori, so M-A-O-R-I. I see. They like. Didn't know that. I was, you... I was curious what what they were called. Yeah, I like. Have you watched rugby by any chance? Because we do the haka in rugby, and I'm familiar with rugby. Yeah. Yeah, like the the Kiwi team for rugby. I don't know if you like you watch a lot, but like we do the whole like the the this thing called the haka where we um you know to to uh I don't know how to describe it to be honest. Um, I'll have to look it up. You have to send me a video. Yeah, we'll do. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, so kia means like like to be well. Yeah. But it, it's also it's, a way to like greet somebody. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like if I were to greet you, uh, like if I were to greet you uh, in a way like good tidings or like just like, hello, be well. Uh, kind of, okay. Okay. Kind of like okay. That. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. I, I would like to add that into my repertoire. Like, um. The uh the folks in the Jewish community who use a lot of Yiddish terms say something they say lachayim, which oh, means I've like to, like like to, to life you know yeah. when they're saying when they're having a good time and they say like they sometimes will say it when they're leaving but they also say it when they're feeling good if they're at a party or if they're just feeling good to say lachayim you know and just means to life you know let's have fun like live your life um you know so that's kind of what I was thinking they don't really greet people that way all the time but like Kiota kind of reminds me of that. Uh, in a way. Right. Um, you know, I like that. Um, so, so yeah, you've given me, and you have more for where that came from that you're going to share with me. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got a fair view. <laughs> oh, that's, that's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I love those, uh, and I'm excited to use them. Um, so before, before we wrap up, is there anything, uh, do you want to share with the folks where they can find you on the social medias or where they can come and chat with you or see what the show's like? Uh, that you want to plug while I got you? Oh, yeah. Like, I would love for anyone to come and chat with me. I'm, I'm super, I suppose, to use a Kiwi term, super easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, by all oh means, my gosh. Uh, I guess the easiest <laughs> place to find me would be at um, uh, on Twitter. So, at DFYT underscore podcast. Um, or, or really at confuddled underscore podcast, also on Twitter. Or Facebook. What's my Facebook name? I'm... I'm, I don't remember. I have a. That's okay. Name. If uh, if you want to send them to me, I'll put them in the show notes. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes so everybody can find it. Uh, if you send me that list of Kiwi slangs, I'm also going to put that in the show <laughs> notes so people can enjoy it. Yeah, sure um, thing. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm um you know I'm easy for that. You know. Oh I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> um. So uh, is there anything else that you want to plug or any other messages you want to give before we wrap up today, Zul? Oh, I think, you know, times, this is especially apt for you guys out there, all the way out there in um, big old America, um, compared to little old us. Um, go vote, guys, because you guys have your election soon, right? Yeah, it's it's coming up. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's like eight, eight days or something. Yeah, I mean, go, go vote, because I think all of your voices matter, and um, it's the easiest way to get your voice heard and also to make a change to america if you don't like how it is you know or if you like how it is and you want to keep it as is <laughs> honestly Absolutely. go vote regardless that's right you know it's the one chance you get to really make it make a big difference and 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 make some literal change so yeah um, totally it's yeah. yeah even even little changes can bring about big changes i agree it has to start somewhere so um, exactly thank you for, for saying that yeah um all right, gang. Uh, so for those of you listening, if you made it this far, uh, sincerely thank you. Uh, I know my interviews tend to go a little longer, but I love <laughs> this man so much. Uh, I absolutely think that you have a blast listening to him tell a story on his podcasts. Uh, uh, interacting with him has been absolutely joyous. I've been so excited to do this. Um, and I hope it's been educational for all of you listening to get some um, perspective from people across a different different part of the world. Um, so, uh, please be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. 
rely on your support systems if you have them. Don't shy away from them. Don't go it alone, especially now more than ever. Rely on your support systems. Reach out to somebody. They will love you. They will care for you. And you can always reach out to us. You know, Azul gave you his social handles. You can find me at Adam underscore shares a lot or at Role Players Win. I will happily talk to you. I will be your friend. Uh, anything you need to talk about, you can always reach out to me or my main man Azul here. Uh, we'll, we'll happily, we'll happily walk you through any any tough times. Um, so in the yeah. meantime, from the bottom of my heart, I hope that you're taking care of your mind, taking care of your heart, and most importantly, taking care of each other. We shall talk to you very soon. Bye bye.